We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. I'm Bree. I'm Lynn. I'm Vicki. And, and we, we are, are Telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Beep, beep. Welcome. That was fun. That was. I tried to be the the and the yeah we were. You're the the scratch. You're the um the bed springs in a cheap hotel room. Yeah, that's actually kind of what it did sound like. I like it. It was really supposed to be a DJ scratch. No, it did sound DJ scratch. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah, you were you were spot on. DJ Bree J. So welcome. Thanks for joining us on another exciting episode of Telling on Ourselves. We've got a great topic today. We're going to talk about humility. But before then, we have first thought wrong. And I win today. And it's a funny first thought wrong. So at the Sunday morning meeting that I go to, I volunteered to be our service representative for our district. And it's been a tough go for me to make meetings regularly, but I'm finally back. I finally have gotten my schedule so that I have this evening clear because it's only once a month. So you think it would be really easy, but I have been struggling. So um, you have a full life. (laughs) I do have a full life. But I had those days I thought free. So anyway, um, a friend uh, from the meeting wanted to be my alternate because the whole deal was I was having a hard time. I'm like, I'll do this, but I need someone to help me out. So she said that she would be my alternate. So she had missed. We'd both missed the previous month. It's been a long and winding road. So we were supposed to meet at the meeting this past Tuesday. So I get there not too much early. And I I like to get there like 10 minutes early. And I only got there like three minutes early. So that kind of stresses me out in general. So I'm kind of rushing around and getting my stuff and getting in the door and finding a seat. And I sit down. I'm like, huh, she's not here yet. Because she's kind of like me. She likes to get there early. Like, that's kind of weird. But she had told me that she had something to do beforehand. I thought maybe she was just running late. So five or 10 minutes into the meeting, somebody walks in and I'm like, oh, there she is. It wasn't her. I'm like, huh, that's really weird. So then I'm trying to pay attention to the meeting because I'm still new to this. So I need to really pay attention. And the the wheels start. And I'm like, well, why didn't she text me? If something came up, then I get worried. And the worry, you know how it is. I'm sure as a parent, Vicki can relate. First, you're worried. Then you're mad. Then you're worried again. And then you're like, well, resign to, well, obviously this wasn't important enough. <laughs> So I'm like, fine, whatever. Right, it's a roller coaster. It is. It's up and down and up and down. So meeting's over. I actually had a really good time at the meeting. I was with these three funny, hilarious men. Um, so it was it was good. And there was a lot of information, and I took a lot of notes, which I didn't bring to my meeting to report, <laughs> which is another story. But I get home, and I hear, um, I check my phone. As soon as I leave the meeting, nothing on my phone. So I get home, and I'm like, okay. So I'm doing my daily gratitude list, and I'm sending it out. And then I get a text from the person and said, hey, can you talk for a minute? And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, I wonder what happened. I wonder <laughs> what she's going to tell me. And in my head, I'm like, what's the story going to be? You know, eye rolling. Because that's what we do. We get all self-righteous when we think that we're right. It's like that cookie story. It totally is. So she answered. <laughs> she calls and I answer. And I'm like, hey. And she goes, hey, so I was at the meeting. And I go, what? And she said, yeah, I was there. And I figure out later, she's like feeling me out why I wasn't at the meeting. And I go, well, what meeting were you at? And she said, you know, the district meeting. And I said, the one at, and I named the place that we had it. And she said, no, it was so-and-so. And I said, 
what district was it? And she told me a number. I'm like, no, we're 13. (laughs) (laughs) So she was at the wrong meeting. So we laughed and laughed and laughed. She goes, well, I got really good notes. (laughs) (laughs) For the (laughs) district 24 meeting. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So then I was like, that's hilarious. So we both were having those same thoughts. I'm projecting a little bit, but I think like, why didn't she text me and let me know she wasn't coming? This is really weird. So it's the roller coaster. Like you said, yeah, Yeah, it's like so weird because we definitely made these plans. So the lesson that we learned from this after we talked and laughed is that in the future, when we're meeting somewhere, we're going to confirm exactly where that is. Not take anything for granted. That's growth. (laughs) That was growth. I mean, I think it's, I'm just glad you went to the right one. It kind of also does feel a little bit good that you actually went to the right one. Don't lie. You know, like, you're like, yeah, I showed up. Yeah, I had my shit together. (laughs) Right. I checked the, I checked the email one more time. (laughs) Well, and the other aside to this, since she's just the, um, What's it called? The uh uh uh. Oh, you sound backup. like me. <laughs> I know the backup person. She's she's alternate. not alternate. Thank you, alternate. Oh, she's oh, not alternate. receiving the emails, so I've been trying to send her, oh. forward her the emails because she's not officially on the list. So you can make part- a rule, maybe like in your email or something. I think you can make a rule that it automatically goes to her. To make Vicky's your gonna life sh- easier. And going to show me how to do that. She's yep. going to show you how all the rules work. All the No, rules. I don't know the rules. I'm confined by the rules, clearly. <laughs> confined by the blanket. Confined by the rules. I'm so confined. Life is holding me down. She's got her toes tucked so tight to that bed right yeah. now. <laughs> like, let we me were, out of the sheet. So, and it was I have a resentment against the blanket. Yeah. Because <laughs> last time when I was trying to move it, it was like banging and I couldn't think of the name of it. And, man, I knew... I need, a, I need she, something, man. She had a resentment against the blanket. Yeah, that, so then we started talking about, you know, when you're in a hotel room, they have those sheets tucked all tight. And they're all tight. And I always say, I can't stand to have my to- my toes forcefully pointed. I don't like that. Too many years in ballet. Yeah. Well, gymnastics, same thing. You got to point, yeah. point your damn toes and point get em. points off if your toes aren't pointed. So we were talking about that and Vicky was forcefully having her toes pointed. Yes. <laughs> and the, the other part about the toes pointed thing, then you go to yoga and you're not supposed to point your toes. So it's just a, a I can't. life. I can't. I can't. There's, there's yep. no consistency, which brings us to our topic, humility and change. Yes. Humility. Oh, it's one of the principles. It's the principle of step seven. Which is very, very, very important because we're talking about character defects as well. Um, So I have the definition, definition corner for humility. We love it. And it was short and sweet. And I love this freedom from pride or arrogance. I like it. Freedom from ego. Yes. Freedom from ego. And I was sharing before we started how I do struggle with having true humility when I do something that I feel good about, like a job well done, let's just say I did a catering event and I'm very proud of the job that I did. How do I separate my ego from my sense of good, good work? You know what I mean? And I do struggle with that a lot because I can, I pride creeps in and I, and I can get real, um, Oh, what's the word? I can get superior. Mm. Well, and then in that regard, it's remaining being modest, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's also part of the humility piece. Yeah. And then this is Lynn's crazy brain. So when I'm being modest, I, I have very little patience for people with false modesty because they need outside validation. That's been a theme. That's been my neon Fishers. sign. Yeah. Uh, my, but my out, my big neon sign lately, that's been a big irritant for me. So obviously you spotted if you got it outside validation. 
And when I feel like people are being modest, that it's I see it as falsely modest. So I have a hard time being gracious and having grace and accepting compliments. And then I struggle with the ego. Do you see? It's like I'm dancing on all of these balance beams and I feel like my toes are always dangling over the wrong side. Well, and it's it's that lens that you see things through. So it's kind of goes back to the four agreements about not making assumptions. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's hard to do when because you automatically look at things from your point of view and then you um, then you um, talk right wrong like what I'm doing right now. Well, when you're trying to do more than one thing at once, because multitasking because you're a superhero, <laughs> super villain today, <laughs> feeling very villain esque. That's okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of been my ongoing struggle with humility. Am, am I am I being truly authentically humble, or am I telling myself I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to. Well, I loved that thing that you read earlier where it was like mm-hmm. ego and um, and intuition. intuition. Yeah. Yeah. And how you, your voice in it's your, your head. Voice. Yeah. I'll read a, a little bit about it. Um, and this is talking about differentiating between your ego and intuition. All feelings, emotions are innate part of us, even anger, sadness, and grief. Your ego is the judgment. And then it says again, um, intuition is pure truth and love. Ego is the liar. So that for mm. me is, I think, my struggles. Like I'm trying to suss out what is my truth and my light and my love and what is the pride and, you know, all those ucky things that we do equate to ego and then figure out where my humility really stands in the middle of all that. Right. And I mean, I think humility is just remaining teachable too. Like when I think of humility, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, of ego or the opposite of humility is ego and arrogance. And sometimes it's not even because I think people like to, like also when you think of arrogance, you think it's detectable or noticeable. Like you feel like you can call it out on people, but I don't, I think a lot of my arrogance is all like in my head. Like sometimes it always doesn't come across that way on the outside, but there's like thoughts in my head that make me more arrogant, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think for me, humility is when those thoughts creep in to be like, okay, no, I don't know everything. Like, listen, what, what do I need to learn right here? You know, I, you know, I don't do anything better than this person or better than that person. We just do it differently. I think that was like a big realization I came to this just this past year because people have different ways of getting to sobriety and staying sober. Um, and each, each way works for that person. Um, and just because they don't do it the way that I was brought through, you know, brought through the steps or whatever, you know, or even if they're not even in the program, Mm -hmm. you know, like, People can get and stay sober in many different ways. And I think that was a lot of the arrogance I had was like, well, no, if you don't do it this way and you're not in the big book and da, 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 and you're not serving others, then you're just, you know, you're going to eventually drink again. It was like, okay, well, I did all that stuff and then I drank again. So uh, clearly I did not have the right <laughs> answers. Well, and it's a different for each person. And I love this definition or this quote by C.S. Lewis. It says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Yes. And then the other one that that I, I really liked was being humble means recognizing that we are not on earth to see how important we can become, but to see how much difference we can make in the lives of others. And that's by Gordon 
be Hinkley. And um, for me, I never thought that I was um, arrogant, like as you're talking about it, because I was so like self-deprecating. But that's just as arrogant because you're thinking of yourself only, mm-hmm. only. And then um, there's a book in, that we read, a lot of people have read, it's gotten really popular, it's called Drop the Rock, and they, they dive into this a lot. And I wanted to read this because it kind of speaks to the grandiosity that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it says, humility is simply a clear recognition of what and who we are. So you are good at your job. You did a good job. That's truth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they have gotten down to their own right size. Humility is understanding that they're worthwhile. It's the middle ground between extremes of grandiosity and intense shame. They have a sincere desire to be and become the best they can be. Today we remember that humility is not being meek. It is being our true selves. Humility for us means staying our right size and remembering we are as humble as we are grateful. For our definition, we will use this idea, um, humility equals gratitude. And I think that is so, um, so important. That gratitude piece always comes in, doesn't it? Like it is such a, it's like the thread of all of this stuff. It is. And I think what I, when you said that, I realized when I am being on point with my gratitude, my daily gratitude list, it does humble me because I'm able to look at all the gifts that I've been given. Yeah. Sometimes very undeserved. <laughs> That's how I feel when I make a gratitude list. Yeah. Wow. You know. All the gifts. And and that, that refocuses, that does that little fra- change of framework where you're seeing the positives instead of the negatives. I know. Um, it's unbelievable. And it's also like when you are grateful, you um, are able to give in a different way. You don't have that sense of lack where you're wanting to hoard things, mm-hmm. right. you know, want to hoard my right. good stuff. I want to, sh- when I'm grateful, I'm, I realize that there's so much that's so freely given to us that well, just because you have something doesn't take away from someone else having something. So it like just spurs on this, this sense of more for everyone and I don't know I think it's yeah it takes away that coveting yeah yeah big time yeah like when you don't get what you want you're okay with it because you know you already have so much interesting and this just reminds this is so weird I haven't thought about this in years and years so when I was living in Nashville I had my own catering business um, where that was my sole income for a couple of years so I started at the same time, this woman that I knew briefly, she had worked in advertising, hated her job, hated her life. So she decided she wanted to get in the food industry, started working at a restaurant where I had a mutual friend. She had zero food experience. She went there to kind of learn her business. She started her catering company the same time I did. And we kind of competed because we were we did kind of the same things. And she just exploded. She, she had all these article write-ups and she was doing all this cool stuff. And I was so envious and I coveted what she had and I was angry and I was resentful. And I didn't take into account that she had all this advertising and marketing experience in her pocket, and I was really winging it. But it took me a long time to get past that, and it was because I didn't have my own humility for appreciating the things that I did have, the skills that I did have, and what I was able to offer clients that she couldn't. That didn't figure into it because I got so caught up in that resentment and that envy and the, the coveting. That's really interesting. Isn't it interesting how it just is like an albatross around your neck, you yeah, know, like yeah. that that envy. And I'm it, fixated. 
Yeah, it's that resentment as mm-hmm. the chief offender they say, yeah. and it's it can it can put you in a pickle, and and then you're not in that that appreciating everything, and and then feeling like I light a candle and I light your candle doesn't take away from my fire that's burning. We right. can all you know do that, but that's not how we're taught. Mm-hmm. We're we're taught at a very young age to compete and who's best and who gets the best score, and you know and. And, and I, I was losing that competition, and I was, I, especially then, I'm still not a great loser, but I was a terrible loser back then. Well, and we don't have to, we can all win at the same time, but we aren't taught that. So let's teach that. Yeah. You know, let's teach that because I think that, granted, you know, this whole thing about everyone getting an award, I think there is some merit into winning and losing, right? Mm-hmm. Learning how to lose is important, right? But also learning how to win is important, but keep it on the field. And like in life, we don't need to, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's a very interesting concept. I understand what you're trying to say. Because uh, losing is a part of humility too. Mm -hmm. You know, and and winning graciously is a part of humility. Right. And you have to, well, you hope to experience both, you know, and who who always wants to be a loser. I mean, I think, you know, that's hard. And I would do anything I could to not lose. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> growing up, you know, I mean, I would make sure that I never lost if I had to lie, cheat, steal to make sure that I was not one of the the losers. I mean, well, I would lose on purpose in that that regard. So ooh. if I ooh, if I knew that I wasn't going to win, if there was no chance, I would give up and I'd be like, uh, enough of this. Before, well, like, I do school. that in life uh-huh. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I would be like, well, I'm not going to win this time. So I'll save my energy. Yeah. I feel that way at work sometimes. Well, when you were saying that about uh, learning how to be a good loser, a good loser won't see it as a loss. You know, and that, you know, they teach us in business world, it's all about opportunities. It's not a failure or it's not a fuck up. It's it's an opportunity. And if you're a good loser, you're not going to see that as a loss. You're going to see it as what did you win? What knowledge did you win for the next time? Because if you're humble, then if you have humility, then you're going to be more aware of just flaws and shortcomings and you will be able to grow from it yeah yeah here's the good news (laughs) tell me tell me humility is an attitude as much as such it must be practiced and maintained as must be a discipline to be developed just like every other attitude in developing humility we are faced once again with an active surrender and asking god to remove our shortcomings we must move and act in a manner that reflects our willingness to surrender to do this i mean it's it's like we can learn humility and i, I certainly had to learn humility I did too, clearly. I still oh God, do. Yeah. I Higher still power do. smacked me upside the head with say, a big block of humility cheese. <laughs> I'm going to take a couple slices. It and was extra humble sharp. Pie. It was extra sharp, sharp cheddar. cheddar. <laughs> uh, yeah, extra, extra sharp cheddar. No, humble pie. That's, yeah. I had to eat it. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think we are constantly, the universe is going, I think you need another lesson. <laughs> Here's case, another slice of pie. In case you're getting too big for your britches. <laughs> Oh, it's accept- it says humility is our acceptance of ourselves based on our continual surrender. I mean, so it's just like all these things that we've been talking about are, are all interrelated. And if we're not humble, we can't be gracious. And we ugh, mm-hmm. it's it's so. Well, I like the willingness to surrender part. It is basically about accepting who you are and where you are yeah. as well. I like that. 
just having humility with yourself. Like it's okay when you don't do that great. And when you do great, you can say, oh my gosh, I, I did great. And you don't have to be arrogant about it, but you can. Right. Yeah. And I think if you're giving gratitude while you're saying I did this right and I'm doing it because by the people say by the grace of God or your universe or whatever, it's, you know, we're doing this as tools to a greater good. Yeah. It's not about us. Suddenly, when you take yourself out, like you were saying in the beginning, when you take yourself out of it and you're looking at what is the best thing for me and everyone else, then suddenly you do have humility. Wow. This was a big old Well, isn't revelation. it funny how in sports, I think competition really breeds this, right? You could see who good winners are and good losers are and bad winners and bad losers. And I think that that is such a hard skill to learn and to keep and to maintain when there's so much pressure you feel or self-inflicted pressure Mm -hmm. to be so wonderful. And I'm a beginner at something right now. And you were a beginner at the catering thing. And I, I liked what you said, be where you are. Did you say that? Because I like being a beginner because I like learning right now. And before I would have been embarrassed right. to get any kind of feedback or, you know, uh, Chelsea and I, if I can say so, we did our kaleidoscope workshop and it was awesome. And But there were a lot of, there's a ton of room for improvement. And what's so cool is that when you're doing stuff with people in the program or people that are like-minded, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the program, but program, we speak this language, right? And we're mm-hmm. taught this and we're, and it's constantly like shoved in our, our brains, but we were able to really take a look at things and speak the same language where if it was getting feedback sometimes used to be hard, but it's not hard anymore because I want to know how I can improve and do better and give. And when you're coming from that language together, it's so much easier to go through that and know that when what you're saying isn't, you know how when you're at work and you someone says something to you and you feel like, oh, that has a, there's a little jab there. There's no jabs when you're like-mindedly looking at things from a place of humility, like, yeah, I I could have done this differently, or yeah, we could have done that differently, or next time, let's do this. It's so, I never used to think like this. I never used to think like this. That's why this program has, oh, thank goodness, because even when I'm in a a horrible space, like I was when we were starting the podcast, um, I was like, I know I can just do, like, I know action will help me out of this. And it already has, right? Like talking about this has humbled me enough to realize that it's not all about me and that no one's trying to get me. And I, you know, I don't know where this feeling is coming from. There's something I need to journal about. There's something I need to rest. Like, you know, it brings that thinking of, I'm just grateful I'm around people that think the same and understand when, when you say what you say, you mean what you mean. And there's no bullshit there. Right. Yeah, speaking directly. And I pride myself on trying to be as honest and straightforward as I can be so you don't have to dig through the bullshit You're to good figure out my meaning. Some people don't like it. And and that's what I've had. I, there's these memes all the time. It's like some people aren't going to like what you say. Those aren't your people. And I've had to. That's been a hard one for me to come to terms with. Humility. That's humble. It is. And I I want everybody to like me. So when I when someone doesn't like the way I say something or give information, I see that as a personal attack. And it's not. No. It's just I'm I'm not their people. Well, right, because the you guys trying to get feedback for your workshop, like you really do want to grow. So you know that the feedback so. 
Lynn, if you were going to give direct feedback, you know, it's like received with appreciation, mm-hmm. um, even though it could be, you know, everything could always, you know, make it be, oh, you know, this person said we could have done whatever, you know, but then the other side is people who ask for feedback, but they really don't want it. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they truly, so then, yeah, those aren't your people because they're, right. they're like, oh yeah, just let me know what, you know, what I could have done better. And then you tell them and they're sitting there like, like you, oh, like you could have done better. You yeah. Know? It's like you've attacked them and their entire family and right. you're going to hunt them down. And it's like, no, no, you ask. I'm just, I'm, I'm giving you what you want. So in uh, telling on myself at work, this is really hard for me sometimes because I know I, I feel like I already, I'm, I'm average at work. Right. So I know where I need to improve. But sometimes when someone else tells me it in my head, I think I already know that. Are you going to help me get there? Because I'm clearly not there. I'm clearly lacking. It, it doesn't help me to necessarily know what I'm bad at. I, I can see that by my numbers. How are you going to, you're my mm-hmm. leader. How are you going to help me get there now? You know, and I, that's, so it's like, sometimes I get the criticism and I'm like, I, I do get angry about it because, or I, and then I start being really mean to myself. I'll say, well, I guess I'm just not good enough at sales. Like you want me to hit that number and I just can't. So clearly like, like not trying where we give well, up. So th- that, yeah. that is what I do then. You know, like this year is a big year at work. Like they are really raising the bar for us and being uh, being there for four years. I'm like scared I'm not going to cut it. I'm like terrified right now. And I'm like, I almost like don't want to go into work. You know, like that's how much I'm like, well, I guess I've, I've done the best that I can do. I don't know if I can just grow on my own because clearly, you know, if I could, I would already be doing it right now. How am I ever going to reach these goals? Like I have these goals, but what, how do I get better? I'm so in ingrained in my old habits of what always used to work for me. And now what used to work for me, it still works for what I was expected to do before. But with my new expectations, I don't have those new skills. So, hmm. well, and, and you're right. When you give feedback, it's always helpful to give an idea. Now, when you do that, you can't expect them to use that idea either. That's the other part of it, right? Yeah. But but here's what I think about that is um, when I got into sales and I started to do well, it was when I started to apply the principles of this program to my job. And it was literally staying in the moment, literally doing the next right thing. So what's the next thing I can do? Pick up the phone. What's the next thing I'm supposed to do? Enter it into the CRM. What's the next thing I'm supposed to do? And not celebrate the victories too long and not get down on the the low points too long either. It's staying right size, staying like in the center in that bobbing point where we're where we're we're right where we should, right, right where we are. And yes, there's always room for improvement. And yes, that's your boss's job to tell you that. And it's also on us to ask for, what can I do differently? Mm-hmm. Y- you know, what can I do differently? And then if they don't have guidance, what I would always do, because I'm a nerd, is I would listen to podcasts, I would read books, I would listen to audiobooks, I would try to educate myself on different strategies. When I knew I was in a bad place and I didn't want to pick up the phone, I would go and I would watch Simon Sinek's video or something like that so I can get... And then the real, the best trick that I ever learned was calling a customer that liked me, which is why I call you guys sometimes when I need to be like reminded of my worth is I'll call you guys and I'll just be... You guys feed me and remind me, oh, okay, okay, I am lovable. Oh, oh, I am okay. Oh, it's all right. 
well, what I just spotted in myself was like a little bit of arrogance at work, like almost arrogance, like, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to learn these new things. And that's arrogance in a little, in a way too. Like with you saying all of that stuff, it's, I'm, I'm hearing what they're saying, but am I actually like, I, all of a sudden in my mind I go, well, I can't, I still, I don't, I can't change. Like I, can't, I, I I'm going to fail. Mm-hmm. So it's like arrogance the other way. Yep. Um, Too it, proud to fail. And when Vicky was talking, I thought, and I'm, I've never done sales. I think I tried once and I was very, very terrible at it. But what I would think I would do listening to her, I would ask the most successful salesperson there, Tell me, tell me once. Can you share one secret with me? That's that's just an obvious. But can I go off the track a little bit? Because I thought yes. a really, really, really cool analogy. I love so, it. Because well, if you don't know, I went to University of Kentucky, and I'm a huge UK. UK basketball fan. You know, football not so much, but basketball, yes, yes, yes. So I, I don't get to watch a lot of basketball games because I don't have ESPN. Most I'll of watch time. basketball with you anytime. But I, I was watching it the other day, and when you were talking about celebrate your victories, but not for too long, because you need. To keep your eye on the prize. So the whole deal when you're in when your team is doing all the right things, as soon as you as soon as you score a goal, you're immediately back down the court to defend the other end. So you you have the the task at hand, which is to score the goal, and you don't stand there hooping and hollering and high fiving. You got your ass back down the court, and if you don't, the coach is going to let you know. And that was for whatever reason that popped in my head. That is a perfect example of the way to celebrate your victories, but keep working on the next right thing. Can I? Can I give you some feedback? Yeah. In basketball, it's not called a goal. It's called a basket. No, they call it a goal, too. Really? Yeah. Well, then I just gave myself some feedback. Goaltending and basketball? Mm -hmm. I love it. I just learned something new. Girl. Snap. (laughs) I I question the brilliance. I question the trivia maximus. (laughs) Trivia maximus. Stop. I love that. Stop it. See, I'm getting very uncomfortable right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. I know. This, and this is what I do tell people. I know enough to know that I don't know anything. Well, that's... That's humility. <laughs> I know enough to know I don't know anything. That song, the more I see, the less I... Or the more I live, the more I know, the less... I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The more I see, the less I know. I know nothing. <laughs> I and that's why I'm Okay. <laughs> I can be humble. I'm okay, you're okay. Humbly is the uh, hum, hum, humility is the acceptance of ourselves and our hum, frailties. Humility. I like humility. Hum, humbility. Humbility. I like humbility. 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 Open mindedness. Yes. It sounds like bluegrass <laughs> artist. Humbled, humbled, hum, hum. Now you're stereotyping. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's justified. <laughs> well, you were talking, you brought us to UK. I know, right? And, and, then, and the goaltending. And then I just referenced justified, and neither one of y'all got it. Oh, I did. Okay. I know the boy. All right. I Ooh. know who he is. Fine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Justified? No, I knew. Timothy Oliphant. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's awkwardly cute. Yes. He's got some awkward, but oh, he's there's totally. something hot but about it's him. But it's endearing. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. He's humble. He is humble. Well, I don't know. Is he? Is that character humble? Because sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't. Well, I think he just has. To, he does the job he's got to do, and if that means bringing it all, then he does. He's probably a really good example of someone working on being humble, mm-hmm. because you can see him being arrogant and and getting into that like oh yeah. like when he's sitting on the stool and and it's all around the bar. Yeah, I wonder if there's something to that. You got to watch it. It's good. It's okay. good, I'll and it's in Eastern list. Kentucky. Okay, put it on Yeehaw. my list. Cool. All right. Well, I mean, I feel like we got a lot of golden nuggets out of that. 
Chelsea, you feel like we're good to wrap up? We're checking with our producer, Chelsea. Yeah, she's so she's producer-tastic. Producer Maximus. <laughs> she's Maximus You're Silius Maximus. Yes. You're Trivius Maximus. You're Producer Maximus. Producius Maximus. And what are you, Brie? Well, to, be, to be determined. Okay. TBD. It has to happen naturally. Okay. It does. It has to be organic. It can't be forced. No. Can't. All right. So, Golden nuggets. Who's got the first? Well, I think my golden nugget was just realizing that although I learned a lesson in humility this past year with my sobriety and drinking, I'm still learning it at work. Yeah. (laughs) And to put some of these principles into play, I like that, you know, I know enough to know I don't know anything. Practice the principles in everyday life. Yeah. Um, I had a couple, Brie, you're at the very beginning when you said humility to you is staying teachable. And I really love that. And I don't think of it that way very often. And that went hand in hand with willingness to surrender who you are and where you are. And humility equals gratitude. Mm-hmm. I think I liked being where you are and being okay with who who you are, where you are, what you are, when you are. Mm-hmm. And um, all the R's. I think what I learned from this episode is to not give up and not let my um, backwards ego mania take me down and and not try because every time I try and fail I learn so and I think I'm better off when I'm in a learning mode than when I'm in a giving up mode yeah it's like we were saying there if you're a good loser then you're not really losing right and it, you're not ever failing. No, and failure is success. Mm-hmm. If you can fail well, it's just like losing well. And yeah. So it's almost like, I mean, I people who try new stuff all the time, it's like they have a lot of humility. Well, not that's not like a rule, but I mean, they're obviously not afraid to try something and fail. If they're constantly trying new things, then the, the pride that they have, you know, being too proud to fail, you know, is Ain't not... too proud to beg. <laughs> well, it's not holding them back, right? Yeah. So I love it. Thank you, good. ladies. Thank you. Well, thanks everybody for joining us for another fun-filled week. Be kind, stay humble. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cute. We need a shirt. We There's sure a billion. I've of seen them. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen the shirts and the notebooks. One of my favorite shirts is "Humankind," and then underneath it says "Be Both." Mm-hmm. I like that. That too. is good. And um, we will ask you to subscribe, to share, to uh, tell your friends about us if you think they would like this kind of jazz. And have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week. Thanks. Tribe out. Tribe out. Okay, people. If you want to support us telling on ourselves, you can totally go to our awesome Patreon page and the link will be in the show notes and you can give a one-time donation. You could even subscribe and get to see videos and all kinds of really fun outtakes, et cetera, et cetera, special things that we send throughout the week that just you will get. So this helps us uh, continue this podcast and we just appreciate you being here and actually listening to this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening. We're so excited you're here. Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. You can find us and join our tribe at Telling on Ourselves on Instagram and Facebook. Tribe out.